Welcome to another podcast from the BCC team. Our aim is to bring you a message that will help you live a better, more God-centered life. For more information, go to bccweb.com. morning. Yes, my name is Vlad and you'll hear an interesting accent because I'm Romanian as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's the good part. Uh, So we are in this series Running with Endurance. This week I went running (laughs) on Tuesday, I think it was, and I was running with endurance (laughs) for 15-20 minutes. (laughs) After that I was really, really almost dead. (laughs) <laughs> because I never intentionally wanted to run. I ran to catch the bus, I ran away from people, towards people, but I never intentionally wanted to run. And uh, while I was running, I was thinking, uh, if I can barely run 15, 20 minutes uh, like this, how can I run the race of life that is set before me? And the answer came straight away, by faith. And this is what I want to speak today. But towards the end of my 15 to 20 minutes, I see through running towards, because we were running there. <laughs> and she comes smiling, and she's like, are you done? And I was like, <laughs> of course I'm done. And then she says, all right, see you, high five. And we left and from. she continued to run with endurance, not like me. Whereas I cannot teach you how to run with endurance, a marathon or anything like this. I hope to present to you this morning what Noah has to teach us about running this race of life with endurance. So the message is seven traits of a man of faith or woman, but I just said men in general, okay? So we'll be looking at Noah's life. There are many other traits, but just looking at Noah, we will draw out of his life, of his decisions, of everything he did and in his relationship with God, what and how does a man or a woman, a person of faith, looks like based on Noah's life. But before that, I want us to look a bit at faith. Okay, I like to speak about faith and I like to think about faith. And it says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes from hearing and hearing to the word of Christ. So there you have faith. It's not an isolated thing. Faith c- doesn't exist on its own. Faith comes through hearing. And then hearing comes through the word of Christ. Something like this. You need to listen. <laughs> if you want to be a person who lives by faith, you need to be a person who listens. That's really important. Have your ears wide. And what do we listen to? Because we can listen to many, many things. We can listen to so many things. We listen to the word of Christ, which in our days is mainly the Bible, but we know that God can also speak audibly to our lives. And only then faith comes in your life. So this is the first thing I want to set a bit of a foundation to this message. Faith comes through hearing, and hearing comes through the word of Christ. In other words, there is no faith without Jesus Christ. If you don't have Jesus, you cannot have faith. Faith only exists within a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then there is this other thing that I believe faith requires humility. There is no verse in the Bible that says faith requires humility, but more of a personal thought on it. Sometimes we demand instead of asking God for faith. Even his disciples, they said, Lord, increase our faith. They didn't go to him and say, Lord, Increase our faith. We command you to increase our faith. And sometimes I hear other people on TV uh, teaching this sort of, if I may say, barbaric way of gaining faith where we almost try to rob God of the faith. Say, that's mine. 
instead of going gently in humility and say, God, I want faith. Lord, increase my faith. And I want, I, I want us to understand this. Uh, the other night I drank Coke before I went to sleep. So, of course, I couldn't sleep. I woke up around because Coke is the liquid, liquid of life. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least for me. Actually, I, I used to say that Coke is the liquid of life. And some years ago, they, there is Coca-Cola life now. So it's like really interesting. But anyway, <laughs> I couldn't sleep, right? So I just wake up and thoughts come to my mind about the preaching, about the message this morning. And this is just a personal opinion, okay? It's not a teaching in the Bible, but it's how I see faith. And if I may describe it in this way. So faith, I don't know if this is the next slide. No. So faith, imagine faith as a lady. I imagine it as a lady because I'm a man, okay? So there is this lady and I like her. I love her and I want to be with her. There are two ways for me to go and ask for her hand. One is to burst into her house, <laughs> knock, knock, off, knock down the front door, go into her room and say, you're mine. <laughs> you will live with me from now on. The other way to do it is to go to her father, gently, kindly, and say, look, I want to live with faith for the rest of my life. I want to be one with faith. I want to live by faith, with faith, and I want her to be part of my life. I want to be part of her life. What do you think the father would say? When I express how much I care about her, when I express how much I love her, when he knows that I will take care of her, when he knows I will not abuse her in any way, then he will give me. If a guy comes to my daughter with an arrogant attitude, he will not only not get my daughter, he will get other things from me. <laughs> really. And he will never again behave like this. Really, <laughs> but <laughs> what I want to say is this, Jesus is, Hebrews 12 too, the founder or author and finisher yeah. of our faith. Yeah. In other words, faith exists because Jesus exists. Yeah. If, if Jesus is an author, he wrote faith. If Jesus is a founder, he built faith. If Jesus is a father or a parent or a mother, he gave birth to faith. Yeah. If you want to have faith in your life, you need to go to Jesus. There is no other way. You cannot rob Jesus of anything. You ask nicely. You are gentle. You are kind. And say, Lord, increase my faith. God, I want more faith in my life. This is really, really important. Now, let's read. Uh, there is only one verse, if I, if I can have it. And this is about Noah. It says this in uh, Hebrews 11, 7. By faith... Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so my question is this. What triggered faith in Noah's life? Why did he have faith? Because he didn't just wake up one morning and said, why don't I build an ark? He, he didn't just say... Okay, guys, we're building an ark because the rain and flood are coming. <laughs> he didn't do this. We know that God approached him and said, Noah, God approaches him about concerning events as yet unseen. What are those events unseen? I'll tell you which one. The flood, the rain, and the ark. Though humankind has never heard of those terms by then. It never rained before. Of course, there was no flood <laughs> before. 
and Noah was living in the middle of the desert. Therefore, he didn't know what an ark is. So God comes to him and says, Noah, a lot of rain is going to come, a flood which will wipe out the world, and I want you to build an ark so I can save you. Now let's do this exercise for one minute. I'm coming to you and say, uh, let's say, Tim, uh, there will be Ploaie multe, and there will be un potop care să uh, uh, distrugă lumea. Și vreau să construiești o arcă. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. God, when he approached Noah, he spoke of terms he never knew they exist. They couldn't even come to his mind. He didn't know the word rain, he didn't know the word flood, and he didn't know the word ark. He couldn't know. And yet, why did he build that ark by faith? How can he build something that he doesn't know exists? How? He knew God. If Tim trusts me, no matter what word I use, if I tell him to do something, he will do it. Because I don't care what you tell me, God. I trust you so much that I will do it. Imagine Noah while he was building that ark. He, he, he could still not know what it would look like in the end. But he still built it in faith because he trusted God. Because why? Faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of God. The word of God came to know and say build an ark and that built faith in him. Therefore, he acted on that faith. Let's take another example. Peter, all right? Adam really nicely preached some weeks ago about it. We know he was in the boat, waves, storm. Jesus was overseeing everything. They were in that boat and it says they were scared and it says there that they thought they see a ghost when Jesus was walking on water. They didn't know it was Jesus. So Peter thinks he sees a ghost. Other disciples think they see sharks, maybe. <laughs> 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 the idea is this. They couldn't see Jesus. Peter didn't know that guy, that guy there is Jesus. Then he says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come and I will. And then Jesus, revealing who he is, says, it is me, I am. Come. And only then Peter steps out of the boat and walks on water. Because faith comes through hearing, and hearing to the word of Christ. Peter didn't, didn't see Jesus then, except probably when he was grabbed by the hand, but he could hear Jesus. He spent so much time with Jesus day and night that there was a relationship between them two. And he, even when he thought that Jesus is a ghost, he could hear because he knew his voice. And then faith was built in Noah's life. That's why he had the card, Lord, I, I go in the waves. I, I'm, I'm willing to join in the sea just to count you, just to obey your voice. So you see, faith is very, very much linked to hearing the word of Christ. Even if I don't see, even if Noah couldn't see an ark, flood, or rain, he could hear God because he was walking with God. And this is the first point, uh, uh, the first trait of a man of faith. Noah walked with God. It should be in Genesis 6, 1, I think. And, and it says that faith is birthed in intimacy with God. You cannot have faith in someone you don't know. It's obvious. But Noah walked with God. This is what Genesis tells us. Noah walked with God. And because they walked together, no matter what God tells him to do, he will do it, yeah. even if he can't see it. Because we know that faith is, this is in Hebrews 11, we know this verse very well. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I couldn't see an ark, he couldn't see a flood, he couldn't see rain. But he trusted and he had hope in God. And no matter what God tells me, this will happen, and I trust Him. Your faith will be built when you hear what God tells you, even if you cannot see it. 
Second one is that Noah was a righteous and blame was righteous and blameless. The Bible says that he was righteous and blameless in his generation. Noah was in the world, but he was not part of the world. I mean, that is why he was saved by God from that world. We live in a terrible world today. We, we can only look at the news. We can only check everything that happens. Wars, all sorts of, of laws, all sorts of things. And we live in this world, and we ought to live righteous and blameless. And I'm not preaching perfection, of course not. I don't say we should be perfect because we know very well we cannot be. But because I know I am saved, because I know I am made righteous, I know I am justified by faith. Because of that I will do things for God. I will live righteous. I will do all my best to live a life that is an example for everyone, that honors God, that glorifies God to everything I am doing. Noah was like this. In his generation he was righteous and blameless. Third one. The other one. Noah did all that God commanded him. This is probably in verse 7 or 6. It says, no, Noah was obedient. Sorry. <laughs> Noah did all that God commanded him. Noah was obedient. Uh, God speaks to us, and we know this very well. God often speaks to us. Uh, but I want to say that God's calling has a method. And the right vision without the right method will become a bad dream. Why am I saying this? I like to do these sort of puzzles. Uh, I, I just like them. Now, this one is an, a simple one to do it, but I couldn't do it without looking at the instructions. I have another one at home that is in its bag. Why? <laughs> because in my arrogance, I threw away the instructions because, <laughs> I, want, because I want to do it without any help. It's it's how I am, right? <laughs> Which is not really good all the time. <laughs> so I, I can have, I can know how this should look like. But now if I take it apart, I, I don't know how to build it, even though I know how it should look like. And sometimes God gives you the right vision, but we do not listen to his method. Yeah. And then the, the right vision without the right method will become a bad dream. Because you do, we do not know how to accomplish it. Now, this is another pattern that we see through the whole Bible. Noah, God said him, build an ark. He didn't leave them there. Now, sort yourself out, mate. He, di he didn't do that. God told him, gave him instruction, the length of the, of the wood and everything else. Gave him specific instructions. This is the vision. I'll help you. I'll give you the instructions. I'll show you how to do it. Let's take another example. Moses, when God told him to build a tabernacle, another thing that never existed in the world by until then. God doesn't tell him, build a tabernacle. He gives him specific instructions. How many rooms? What should be in the room? The lamp, the dark, the bread, uh, what should be at the entrance? And even more, he gives the names of the people who will do the work. Yeah. People that were master builders or whatever. So when God gives you a vision, when God gives you a calling, he will give you the means to accomplish it. Yeah. Not only the resources, but the instructions. And sometimes, if you're like me, we like to hear what God's calling is upon my life, and they say, yes, God, and then I go, I'm alone, I let my brain function, and the wheels of my brain go spin round and round, and I try to find a way to accomplish it, instead of just listening to God, because there's something more He wants to say. And if you feel this morning like you are in a moment in your life where you say, I know God has spoken to me to do this, or to go there, or to do this and that, but you do not know how to do it, it's not because God didn't give you the instructions. 
is because maybe you didn't listen. Maybe we were so excited about the fact that God is going to work in us and through us yeah. that we went away. And, and if you are again like me, I'm really, I get uh, excited when God, God speaks to me. I want to do great things for God. I want to change the world. It's the honest truth. But sometimes I'm not wise enough to listen because God will tell me how to do it. There is His way. You can do it His way or no way. Our way will not be the right way. And I am not saying that God doesn't want us to be creative or to start things the first way. But He gives us even the mind to do it. He gives us the, the skills to do these things. So when God gives a calling upon your life, when God calls you to do something, He gives you the instruction and the method to do it. And only then you will do great things. Only then, Noah built an ark, Moses built a tabernacle, Jesus saved the world. Jesus said, I came to do, not my will, but the will of him who sent me. So when you do things for God, do it God's way, and then you'll have success, victories, and he will be glorified. Number four, Noah built an altar, Genesis 8.20. This after the flood and everything, he stepped out of the ark, and then he, after, out of his own uh, will, he, he wanted to build an, an altar for God. Noah was a worshiper. He worshipped God. And as people of faith, we need to worship God through everything we're doing. Adam also speaks about worship. And if we look in Romans 12, 12 to say, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is your spiritual worship, which means acts of service. We do things for God. And we don't do things for God to be saved. We do things for God because we are saved. Noah built an altar because he was free after all this flood that wiped out the, the entire world. Say, God, I thank you for preserving me. I thank you for being with me. God, I thank you for everything you've done in my life. Do these sort of things at work, in your family. Build altars wherever you are. Worship God at work. And people around you will see it. People will be drawn to it. As people of faith, we ought to build altars. You have skills, you have knowledge, you have experience, you have all sorts of things. Do it and worship God. Do something about it. Let God be revealed and let God be seen where you are. As people of faith, we should worship God. Number five, and this is now we look at what God does, maybe as a response to those that are people of faith. God remembered Noah. And let me tell you this, no flood can make God forget you. Uh, Yesterday I was just sitting in front of the mirror and preaching as as I always do. Not to watch myself, but because I like to practice. And that, when I came to this point, I just, <laughs> I, just, I just started crying, to be honest. Because no flood can make God forget. Noah was in that ark for, oh, I think, over 100 days or something like this. And then he says, but God remembered Noah. Yeah, and if you, if you go through different circumstances in your life, if you feel like there is a huge flood in your life, do not think that God has forgotten you. He can never, and He will never forget you. He will never forsake you. No matter how tough the situation is, if you are His, it's no way that He will ever forget you. God loves you. We sang God is for us and not against us. Even when troubles come in our life, and we know we go through different seasons, there are good seasons and there are not so good seasons in our life. This is how life is, right? We know very well, and the older we get, the more we understand that this is a pattern in our life. We, we go through good times and sometimes not so good times. But the thing is that God will remember us no matter how hard it is. No matter how hard for you it is now. I don't know, at work, in family, relationships, or anything. Let me tell you, God does not forget you. And he will not forget. I don't know when your trouble will end. I don't know when the floods will go away. 
This, uh, this I don't know. But I know they will end. And I know that God is for you, and I know that God has not forgotten you. This is, this is a fact. This is absolute. No one can undo this. Uh, accept these words in your life. Make them part of you. Make them part of you. And do not think that God has forgotten. Do not associate bad times or troubled times with God forgetting you, because he will never forget you. You are his child. Sorry. Number six, God blessed Noah. This is in Genesis 9-1, I think. God's blessing follows Noah's obedience. God blesses us. And for me personally, as Pastor Mark said, for me being part of this church in the next years so or in the next season, I, you, I, I don't want to be cheesy, really. I, I avoid as much as possible. <laughs> but you are a blessing for me, really. As a church and individuals, I learn from you how I want my family to look like when I'll be married. I, wa- I learn from you how I want my children to be taught. I learn from you how to worship, go- worship God. I learn from you how easy to come from work and come and do the bread in the evening at church when it's hard. I'm learning so many things from you because I observe and I see how faithful, uh, how faithful you are. And you are a blessing to me. And this is just the honest truth. I, there's no other place I'd rather be in this season of my life than here. And God is blessing me. Because God will bless us if we are people of faith. Yeah. This, is, this is my season now. Let's call it a good season now. But I know how many things were behind me. When things were sometimes really, really tough. But in all those moments, I, I never let go of God. And it is not my duty. I cannot boast for the fact that I am blessed. Because I didn't say, God, why don't you bless me? He just did it. God loves me. God loves you. He will bless us. But we need to live by faith, no matter how hard it is. Even if you can't see a God, even if you see ghosts instead of Jesus, even if you see sharks, even if you see anything else, know that God is for you. And listen to His voice. Read His word. It's so important. Your faith will be built up by the word of God because faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Number seven, this is in 2 Peter 2. Five, I think. It says, God preserved Noah, and I'll read you the verse. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and, and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment, so Lucifer or Satan and his angels, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herd of righteousness to save others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. We, his children, are preserved by God. Yeah. God will preserve us. And we live now in this world where the truth is blasphemed. Yeah. We look, look at the news. We no longer know what truth is. We know, but the world doesn't know what truth is. Jesus is the truth. Yeah. We no longer have a definition for sin. When you try to speak about sin, hey, but this is what I do. For me, this is not sin. Well, if it's not for you, sin, it doesn't mean it's not sin. Yeah. And we live in this world now, where everything is so relative. Truth is relative. Sin is relative. God is relative. He might not even exist, they say. This is where we live now. And even if it's hard for you, it is a promise that God will preserve us. Yeah. And as it happened in the days of Noah, so it will happen... Today, Jesus says in Matthew. So, how it was with Noah, we are living those times where people are greedy, selfish, 
they live for their own satisfaction, they follow the God of their own belly. In other words, what makes me feel good, this is what I, what I do, this is where I go. We are living in this world and there is a danger that we might, without realizing, follow the same pattern. Just be careful and pay attention. Stay alert. Jesus is coming back soon. That is, and I preached before, that is an absolute truth. Jesus is coming. And he will take us with him. When, when, when um, Noah built the ark, he said that he built the ark for the salvation of his own family. And after all the floods uh, went away, Noah stepped on new earth. Noah stepped in a new beginning. And we as children, we as children of God, have a home that waits for us. And that home is called heaven. And God is our father. In other words, your citizenship is not with England or UK or wherever you come from. I am not Romanian, first of all. First of all, I am a child of God, and my citizenship lies in heaven, where God is my king. I, I answer to God, first of all, and then it's just a matter of time until I get to be there. It's just a matter of time until you, those of us that have belonged to him, will be with our Father. You are just a guest in this world. You are just a guest. Don't get too cozy, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> if you invite me to your home, I will not bring my, all my books to put them again on my shelf, because I like books. I'll not bring my bed, my pyjama, my pillow, everything, because <laughs> I know I'm just going through, passing through. <laughs> right? And this is with this world for us. We're just passing through. And while we are here, we need to live as people of faith, knowing that we are preserved yeah. by God. Therefore, in conclusion, thank you. <coughs> Therefore, and this is the core verse of our series, since we are surrounded by so great a crowd of witnesses, and those witnesses are Hebrews 11, Hall of Faith, Noah being part of them, so since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, let us also, as them, as Noah, lay aside every weight and sin which clings cl so closely. Let us lay sin and wait aside. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How do we run with endurance the, set that, the race that is set before us? Looking to Jesus. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of faith, who for the joy that was set before him, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and now he's seated high at the right hand of the throne of God. So, if, you, if we know, as people of faith, how we should look like, and God will help us. And because we see Noah did it, Moses did it, Abraham did it, Jacob did it, Rahab did it. They, are, they were only men and women. They are witnesses who show us, guys, it's possible. You can do it. I, I'm not, they would say, I'm not greater than any of you. I just listened to God. I knew what God has told me. And because I heard his voice, I run the race that he said before me. And I look to Jesus, I look to God. And I want to encourage you this morning. Run the race that he said before you with endurance. Why? Because others before us did it. Yeah. Others before us did it. Maybe other names that we don't even know, they did it. They were all people. What they had in common is that they had faith in their God. Do we have faith in our God? I think can you join me? Do we have faith? That God is for us. Do we, do, are we willing to lay aside every weight and sin that clings to us in this world? 
Are we willing to live a life as people of faith in front of God, to worship God, to honor God, to give God glory to everything that we are doing? And I, 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 want, to, to, I want us to respond to this this morning. And I want you to think of what I said. What well, is to be a person of faith? And if there's some of you in this morning that maybe find themselves that we don't have faith, God. I, I, I lost hope and I lost trust and, and I lost every faith that I have. I want you to think about it. And I want you to close your eyes and, and, and just pray. Repent if you need. Repent if you need. Say, God, I know you are for me. I know you'll keep me through everything. And then if there's some of you who are in a season where it's really floody now, where really see no hope, I want you to pray as well and say to God, just open your heart and say, God, I can't do it anymore if you want. Just pray and know this, the season will end sooner or later and God will bless you. And if there's some of us that want to say, Lord, increase my faith. Lord, increase our faith. We want to live as people of God. I want you to pray as well. Just feel between you and God. And say, God, I want to increase my faith. One final thing that I want to make an invitation this morning is if there's any of you in this place that have never had anything to do with God. Maybe it's the first time you step out in this church. Maybe someone invited you. Maybe you feel in this moment a calling in your heart that says, come to me. Maybe you feel God drawing you to him. And if there's anyone in this place who wants to respond to God this morning, if you have never made any sort of commitment to God. Say, God, I don't know how to do all this Christian thing, but I want to follow you. So if there's anyone who wants to respond to God this morning, would you, as everyone closes their eyes, would you just raise your hand so I can see and at the end we will talk? Is there anyone who wants to follow God? Just raise your hand. Yes, Lord, we thank you that you are for us. And thank you that you will always preserve us, Lord. No matter how hard it is, no matter how far we are from you, Lord, you'll always come to us, come to rescue us. I thank you, God, that you heal broken hearts, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you take care of those that suffer. I thank you, Lord, that you bless us. And I thank you, Lord, that whenever you're calling us to do something, you gave us the method as well. I thank you, Lord, that we will have victories, successes, Lord. Teach us, Lord, how to live a life of humility and in obedience to you, Lord. No matter how hard it is, Lord. No matter how huge the waves seem, Lord. Teach us how to have faith. Teach us how to listen. Teach us how to hear, Lord. And only then the faith will be built in our lives. Thank you, God.